Hi, welcome to Nerd Neighbors. Hello, nerd world. I am India. I'm Joe Fanning. And um, we are doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. We're doing a th- we're doing a podcast. We're doing can some you, things. Can you tell I don't have my script in front of me this time? You have a script. Of course, I have a script. Oh right, I forgot about our team of writers in the back room. Yeah, we oh. keep them locked up. Yeah, that's a little weird. I lost them. I lo- you lost them? Yeah, They're they in a room. They got set free. That happens. Uh, we got to go wrangle Anyways, Anyways, every week we talk about... <laughs> um, Welcome to My Nerdy Neighbors, where every week <laughs> no, we talk stop. about a new nerdy thing every single week and nerd out about some stuff and some shit. Every week we talk about nerdum and beyond. This is our whole intro. I hope you know we're not cutting it. We'll fix it in post. No, we won't. Anyway, Like last week. No, we won't. <laughs> Did we fix things in post last week? I attempted to, and then the computer said no. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah, I remember that. The whole bug thing where you were like... Yeah, last week's ep- episode, um, Joe edited some, and I wanted to edit some more, and I had done about 10 minutes worth of cutting. No, 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 no. You cut about 10 minutes. You were cutting about I'm 10 sorry, minutes yes, of like, awkward pauses. But you put in like an hour and a half worth of work. Yeah. And then um, Audacity decided that... Um, it hated me. Thank and you very much, Audacity, for sponsoring this uh, podcast. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. Apparently, there's a bug that sometimes it just feels like deleting some stuff for no reason whatsoever. Good times. And it did that to me, and then I couldn't get back what I had just done. So I just got mad, and we released the episode like it was. I love everything. No, um, yeah, that's kind of What are we true. talking about this week, Joel? This week we're gonna do we're gonna do a discussion about video games. Are we? Um, I hope so because I mean <laughs> this that, would be are really those awkward. The notes I just took. Is that the notes that you just took? Yeah, I'm proud yeah, of you. Yeah, they are. We're gonna <laughs> try and focus it more on a discussion-based question instead of just like reading the f- brief history of insert thing here. Yeah, which is that's like that's that's all good and dandy, but uh. You know, you can go to Wikipedia and look at that stuff. You can read the Wikipedia page that I'm basically copy pasting. Why do you keep on telling that? All six of our viewers in Thailand are just gonna not listen to us anymore. No, they're the ones who wrote it. They'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much for our supporters in Thailand. I appreciate you. It's actually it's better that I say where it's from rather than just being like, "This is my mm. information." Well, but then you can also like if people ask for like link dumps and things like that, you can just be like, "Oh, I'll be here's like, my yeah, info. here's Wikipedia. Here's my information." Well, I'm saying, <laughs> all right, fine. No, yeah. I'll put real stuff up. Like real stuff. Yeah, okay. I'll go to the bottom of the Wikipedia page and then click on and those. get all those links. Dude, that's how I survived college. Though. I mean, isn't that how everyone survives college? It's true. You look at Wikipedia and then you try to base your spark notes in Wikipedia. Ooh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Um, the topic of this week's podcast is video games, and we're going to talk about what we like about video games, what we, what make us nerd out about video games, a little bit about the history of video games and things like that. Yeah. But for that, I'm going to toss it over to India, who did a lot of research on the history <laughs> of video games. Did I? So, I mean, you have a lot more notes. You have more notes from this re- quick research that you did than I did for when I spent an entire week researching fantasy. Fantastic. So. Let's get cracking. So, do you want to hear? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, do you want the broad definition of video games? Sure, let's start with the broad definition of video games. All right. The term video game now generally encompasses any game played on hardware built with electronic logic circuits that incorporates an element of interactivity, 
and outputs the results of the player's actions to a display. So basically you do a thing, it pops up on the screen, and you can see it. I mean, that sounds pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's effectively... That's the broad definition. Broad. What is there a different definition? Like a more specific There definition? was one, but I didn't write it down. Good. Because it talked about, like, the original version in, like, the 50s. Uh-huh. Oh, you're talking about, like, the... With, like What was it? Space Wars? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, what... So Space War! With space, an exclamation oh, space point. Space War. So, yes. tell me a little bit more about, the like, the where video games came from. All right. So, back in the good old 1950s, um, academic scientists who were working on things like training and instructional stuff and research programs that dealt with in artificial intelligence and things like demonstration programs that they used to show the public actually started using basic com- computer games or video games um, to aid them, basically. So that's where these video games started. So like simulations that assisted scientists? Yes. So that's, a f- okay. So effectively the first video games were just like simulations. Yeah, some of them were simulations. Were some of them were just like, hey, we want to show you like what this will look like in the future. And then they hit a button and it's like, mm. oh my God. Well, it's true. No, no. Because I, I remember when I was like, I <coughs> when I did research of like, when I would look into video games, um, there's a be- there's a really funny image of just like this massive like supercomputer. Then there's a little tiny screen that just has like little pixel dots. Yep. And ever- a bunch of like MIT scientists. I'm gonna say MIT because that's yeah, a smart MIT place. Yeah, MIT is um, um, one of the first places. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that I'm not just pulling shit out of <laughs> my ass this time. But no, like a bunch of MIT scientists that are just in there, just being like, look at these little pixels on a screen, and everyone's like, wow. Yeah, but it's interactive, which was like, oh my god, you can do things that are interactive like immediately in the 50s. Holy wow. Crazy town. Um, Anyways, some people took the idea of that mm-hmm. and started actually making games out of it. In the 1970s, places like arcades started popping up. And within the arcades, which is basically where they used to have just like pool and pinball and whatever else you have in an arcade that isn't a video game. What else? No, do you it's have? like skee ball. Yeah, like skee ball. Skee ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Those were considered seedy and not good places for people to hang out in. Oh, oh. And video games made them less seedy. So the ill repute lived there. Yes. And then immediately. The scum and villainy of the teenagers <laughs> lived in, in these. And then immediately once what, Pong halls. showed up, it was just like, well, time to drop the six year old off of the arcade. Basically. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, I like these ideas. Yeah, American Entertainment took the idea of arcade games, vi- video arcade games, and put them in these like pool halls and in shopping centers and stuff like that. Where like they, what we know today? Like what we know today. Okay. It basically, they cleaned up the arcades because they wouldn't allow eating or drinking or smoking in them because these were computers, basically. Ah, true. Yeah, you don't want to screw up the computers. So it actu- yeah, so it actually cleaned it up more, which made it a better place for children to hang out. So people were just dropping off their kids, and they're like, all right, go play Pong. Pac-Man. And <laughs> whatever. Go play Pac-Man and Jumpman. Woo! That's exciting. Um, That's really, really cool. So uh, at the same time, things like Atari and the television were coming out. 
nice. on consoles. Rad. So obviously Atari is clearly the most well-known one. And they came out with Pong. A lot of other consoles actually copied Pong. And well, they came out. Wasn't Pong like the first of the first, <coughs> like the first like commercial video game? Um, yes. So I could see that. Yeah, but the none of father. none of it was really copywritten at that point. That's true. Copyright copywriting video games and things like that were not really in anyone's real mind at the moment. Yeah, so that didn't really matter to anybody. So everyone was like, "Oh, cool! We can have two lines and a dot on screen. Let's all make pong games." Well, that's true. That's like that's like how because it it was like sweeping the nation for some reason. It was great. I mean, you can't really argue about that because we still play video games like crazy today. Like the minute that a new Call of Duty game comes out, everyone freaks out about no, the I whole know. thing. So and then their Call of Duty was pong. pong. Well, but like at if you think about it, like at that time, Pong was so revolutionary in that concept because it's like the idea of like being able to sit and play. You're controlling what's on the TV. Yeah, as opposed to just like watching what are on the tunes and Mm -hmm. just like, oh my god, I'm moving the things. Mm -hmm. Before I move on with like more specific stuff, I'm gonna list you the generations of consoles just so you kind of get an idea of what we're talking about here. So first gen was uh, was the early 50s computer games like Space War. The first console ever wasn't actually Atari. It was the Magnavox Odyssey, which looks kind of similar. Um, and the early arcade games. Second gen is first home video games. So the Atari 2600 and the Intellivision. The third gen is 8-bit games. So the Atari 5200, ColecoVision. The ColecoVision? The ColecoVision. Coleco. It's like Khaleesi, just... Low and not spelled anything like Khaleesi. No, but Coleco. I'm saying the pronunciation <laughs> of it is like that. Coleco. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Coleco Vision, but like who knows? I might get stabbed by the internet. It's sweet. Fine. <laughs> um, and the NES, which was obviously the most popular of those, and that's when they What's started. NES? What? What's NES stand for? The Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and that's when they started coming out with things like Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy, which, as you just told me before, Final Fantasy was supposed to be... Oh, yeah. Fun fact. Um, the company <laughs> that made Final Fantasy, uh, Square Enix, at the time, I believe they were just called Square. They were just huge, Square. They were a small-time company developing business in Japan, and most of their games were failing or things like that. And this was like their, quote-unquote, last chance. So they... Would you call it their final fantasy boom <laughs> mic drop no um so yeah it effectively was like their final hope so it was their so that's actually where the title comes from is final fantasy which did commer- like commercially blew up everything it was amazing which is why everybody which is why it's i mean it's still around today mm-hmm. but yeah um after that was 16 bit which was stuff like the turbo graphics 16 and the super nintendo yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get into stuff that people actually still really play today, which is don't even don't even hate. There's a lot of people. That still I know play a lot of people still have uh, like but, NES, but aren't they mostly like collectibles at this point? Yeah, basically, unless you have like a super good working one and like you don't want to risk or you do want to risk breaking it. But um, 32 and 64 units were the big, huge. This is now a commercial product thing. 32 and 64. 32 64-bit units. Oh, bit. I said unit. And I was just like 32 unit? Bit like, units. What? Oh, yeah. Like the 32-bit and the So that, that was like the Sega Saturn, the N64, and the PlayStation. Fun fact. Do you know why it's called the N64? Because it's got 64 bits. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> you ruin all of my setups. You know that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, folks. Thanks. Um, no, but the the reason why the Nintendo 64 was such a big thing is that it was the first time that 64 bit was actually put on like for video games, mm-hmm. and so like Nintendo just being like, haha, because ev- ev- at that point everyone was obsessed with 30. Everyone not obsessed but everyone was used to 32 bit mm-hmm. and that was like your that was your standard back in the early 90s mm-hmm. so once you get to um when nintendo came out with 64 bit everyone lost their shit because it was all the three-dimensional polygons everything was really this new kind of three-dimensional world and like people really didn't know how to do that it's sweet and now we all worry about whether or not it's 4k yeah anyways you um, know anyways um after that then it kind of became online gaming became a big thing because that was the introduction of it was first the Dreamcast and then it was PS2 and Xbox, which introduced the console online gaming. Um, mobile gaming also became a big thing with the Nokia release because that came with Snake on every single Nokia, if you remember. Oh, like the Nokia phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. And obviously, everyone, everyone loves a good Snake game. But then we also had like, but at that point, we also still had like Game Boys and Game Boy. Advance oh yeah. Because like Nintendo handhelds have been around forever. Mattel actually came out with the first one in the late 70s really mm-hmm. i did not know about that mm-hmm. All, i honestly thought that like nintendo stole that product from somebody and then just like made it their own and now owns the entire handheld community besides like the mobile besides ps vita well no yeah okay because ps vita can hold a candle to any game totally man i don't know what you're talking or about nintendo, or any nintendo <laughs> handheld system i mean come let's be honest they made their newest system into the handheld like behemoth yeah with the switch yeah what was I saying? Oh, so after that, companies started getting bigger development budgets, which led to things like cinematic graphics being used. And we were just talking about Uncharted being a big forefront of that, where it's made with like... On like PlayStation 3? Yeah, so yeah. that would that would be like Xbox 360, PS3, Nintendo DS, PSP, Land, that kind of area. You mean the Wii? Did you say Wii? <laughs> Did I say the Wii? Yeah. Uh, the Wii's in there, too. It was just up higher. I, was about to say, I can't read. No, nah, it happens. But no. Um, but yeah, that that was like the epitome of and that's the, the seven- good graphics land And that's starts. like the seventh generation. That's the seventh generation, That is right? the seventh generation. Because right now we're in the eighth generation with the yes. Xbox One. Now, the- eighth generation consists of Wii U, 3DS, Xbox One, PS4, and PS Vita as the big ones. And what about the Switch? Is the Switch and the Switch is somewhere in eight, nine. Okay. Well, because I know. Well, the reason why, because I know they made the Switch, is because the Wii U effectively flopped horrifically. Right. And Nintendo just came out of nowhere with the Switch and like kicked everyone's right. butt with it. But I think a lot of people consider it like the the bridge or. The beginning. Yeah, it's kind of like the bridge into the next generation. Yeah, but I think the Switch still like dominates no matter what. Mm-hmm. But um, but so that's kind of like the, when we when we specifically talk about generations, those are what we're talking about. Yep. Cool. Uh, do we have anything that we wanna? Do we wanna just go into like questions and like talk about stuff? Yeah, sure, man. Instead of like reading the brief history of everything. I mean, that's pretty much what I got. I got some random info, but nah, like, that's fine. We can just talk about. Yeah, that. we'll just talk about it. If it comes up, I'll be like, hey, this happened. Cool. Well, this all on post. <laughs> um, but no, I just wanted to talk about like why I nerd out about video games and why what and like ask you why you like it and what is. But I have to ask, what system did you start? What was your first video game system? I started with, I believe, a PlayStation One. Like, <laughs> like um, nice. Long, long ago. In the mid nineties. <laughs> um, probably I would say Christmas. Mm, 
1997, I believe. Nice. So you, and that was like where your first like foray into like video game really started? Yeah. My older brother definitely had played stuff before. I know he had an original Atari, but yeah, I'm pretty sure my first console was a PS1. My dad got it for me for Christmas in like 96, 97. And it came with that, it came with the disc that had the very small like one level version of like 12 games on it yes i know exactly what you're talking about <coughs> so it had um was it gex 3 which i like to play over and over and over again <laughs> and it had some other ones i think it had like tony hawk one uh-huh, that's where the obsession started oh yeah oh we'll talk about my tony hawk obsession but. i'll kick all your butts in tony hawk <laughs> But um, no, so you started with the PlayStation 1. And that, I like, did. And it was like through, and you got it through your, and your brother was the one that kind of, like your older brother kind of exposed you to that? Not really. Okay. Did it just like, did your dad just buy we it? We didn't really talk. He's 14 years older than me. So. But no, did, you, like, <laughs> did you just, did your dad just buy it for you? Yeah. Or did, oh, that's rad. See, I was like. I There's was, a longer story, but we'll go into it in like real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll do that on the. Uh, my new neighbors after dark podcast coming oh, in yeah. 2300 we'll get into like my deep dark past it'll Ooh. be great but no like for me the way that i kind of i started at age two well then in like 19 19- oh no i was bad like i'm 100 percent a gamer through and through mm-hmm. like that is my thing that is one of my things but i started playing with the super super nintendo entertainment system the snes mm-hmm. back back in like um, back in like 1996 seven six no it was like six because i would go over to my cousin's house i would just like sit there and play uh, with mario every single like all the time anytime that i would go there it would just be i i they would put me in front of the tv and i'd play mario you know so. what thinking about it i think i actually played n64 possibly snes mm-hmm. at my cousin's house before i actually got my playstation nice and then my first console ever was the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Because um, that's when we got Nintendo 64, and that's when I got, like, Super Smash Brothers and talked and, like, had, like, Super, uh, Mario 64 and Mario Party and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would play that with me and my sister. Me and my sister would play that for hours. We'd play Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers and things like that. No, you're not allowed to play um, Mario Party. No, 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 no. Never allowed. <laughs> um, never allowed to play Mario Party with my friends anymore. They don't allow me to. Um, I just get too into it, I guess. It's a rule. Um, house rule. I'm not even allowed to play it in my own house, which is funny. But that's his rule. That's not my rule. No, 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 no. it's not even. My, it's not even my rule. It's like my friends will forbid me. Like if we're in, like if they come over and we're just like hanging out, and everyone's like, "Oh, do you want to play an old retro game?" And I'm like, "Oh, what about this one?" And I pull out Mario Party, and everyone unanimously just starts shouting, "No!" Not allowed. Stop it. It's. I mean, when I. I mean, when you. When you're 14 years old and you try and you make your other grown friends cry, it. Yeah, you probably should stop. Yeah. But um. That's bad. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit. I can't believe this is happening. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm looking at my leg. Okay. Sorry. My legs are purple because my leggings didn't get washed first, and now they're turning my legs purple. Good fun time. facts. Anyways, segues. <laughs> Transitions are fun. So you decided to stay with video games for why? What like kept you with playing video games and like things like that? Um, I think like by the time we were growing up, it was starting to become a common thing to do if you had friends over and stuff like that. Wow, really? Oh my oh, god! No, I no, I'm, I I got made fun of. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh no! Oh, I was one of those kids that like 
I would play video games where like people would be playing football or sports or like do sports balls. Um, sports? Yeah. Or whatever. And I'd be like, I'm going to go play Mario 64. And everyone back in the late 90s, early 2000s would be like, huh, nerd. And I'd be like, oh, game. Oh, no. I had sleepovers with all of my all of my friends. I did too later. <coughs> oh, no. This was like with my PlayStation. We would play the Phantom Menace game. It was like 99, 2000. Um, we would stay up all night and literally play the whole game through. Oh, that's awesome. Multiple times See, sometimes. Yeah, I was about to say, no, when I was in like the early 2000s, yeah, no, I was made fun of. It wasn't until like the mid 2000s, like 2005, 2006 is when I had like huge gatherings. And that's when we'd have like the original like land parties. Right. Yeah, no, it was mainly like, I don't know why. I guess I just fell into a group of friends who all also liked playing video games conveniently. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just what we did when we went over people's houses. Oh, that's rad. Like, I definitely played... So jealous. <laughs> I definitely went over to one of my friend's houses in middle school, and we we would play Grand Theft Auto, like, every single time I went over. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> no, it's okay. I played, I played B- Conker's Bad Fur Day in like, the, in, like, the early 2000s on Nintendo 64. My mom thought it was the cutest little Nintendo thing. Good. And then she had no idea that there was even, like, sex booze or anything about it. Oh, um, I was I was definitely playing some Grand Theft Auto 3 in, like, 7th grade. I'm proud of you. Yeah. No, see, for me, like, the like I would – it didn't take – it took me until, like, 5th grade, 5th and 6th grade mm-hmm. um, when I would start playing video games with – other people yeah like that's when i started to find like my group of friends that would like <coughs> would go over someone's house and play a little bit of video games or things like that or like do sleepovers like and then it wasn't until like middle school where we were notorious for people would come over my house you'd see these giant tube tvs and everything like that and different we'd hook up the xbox we'd hook up the playstation and then we'd play for the whole night but that didn't happen in, until like late 2000s and then after that then yeah then once like online gaming and things blew up then ah, i was like on that like white on rice like i was so good so good because then i would just play video games with all my friends and you'd have this way to connect we also had i don't know if you did this in school but we had computers in our hallway in elementary school because we had a small school so instead of them having in the classroom the hallway had like a couple computers outside each room nope okay so that's where we learned to type and we could also play oregon trail Oh, yep. No, we played Oregon Trail, but we would have, like, computer labs. Like, we would have to, like, go into the the designated computer playing area. Oh, no. This was, like, in the hallway. That's so weird. Or, like, maybe one inside the room. I can't even, like, imagine that now. Yeah. And there would be, like, five of us just gathered around it. See, that was us on, like, recess. Like, once we got to, like... (laughs) Once it was like we played it educationally. <laughs> we no no oh no we were terrible. We were in fifth grade. We would always try and find the workarounds to like play on like like newgrounds.com yeah. like those flash games. That's what we would try and do in recess time when it was like sixth grade. Well, see, you're a little bit younger than me too, so it's like a but, little bit different experience, I mm-hmm. think, too, because you had newgrounds by the time you were like in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Where you I were? Didn't. Well, yeah, because I was el- out of elementary school. Fifth grade was, I think, two thousand one. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. My, I was, a, I was a small child, mm-hmm. very small child. Mm-hmm. So, by that point, I think that's when, that's when things like E bombs world just started coming oh, out. Oh my god, E bombs! Yeah, Oof. but all of the computer games at that point were either floppy disk mm-hmm. or not just coming out on disk, but 
a couple of them that I had were both floppy disk or regular disk. Yeah. But they were like they're just basic. Well, I don't know. I played Mist. That wasn't oh, too basic. Oh, that's not that's not basic. But no, um, <laughs> okay, so then that le- that's actually a perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of video games did you like playing? Because now we have like a thousand billion different types. Yes, like as a child or now. Um, as a child, and then do as now. Okay, as a child, I loved the skateboarding and BMX and snowboarding like Tony, games like Tony Hawk and SSX so yes I have every single Tony Hawk game on multiple platforms wow that's impressive <laughs> and I loved it so much like whenever a new one would come out I would immediately go buy it nice. and if I wasn't allowed to I would wait for Christmas and be like this is all I want is <laughs> the new Tony Hawk game like I have every secret character I know how to do like every move, all the special moves from every person in every game. It's intense. Wow, that's that is true dedication. Yeah, so I was obsessed. You, so that's what you used to play. That's what I used to play. That in like SSX, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Matt Hoffman's BMX when that was a thing for like a hot minute. Yeah, it was the same thing as Tony Hawk with BMX. Say, like <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, I also played some platformers too. I like. I was about to say, like, platformers were my bread and butter when I was a kid. But because I wasn't, like, a Nintendo kid, I was a PlayStation kid. I played weird ones that, like, no one's heard of, like Tomba 2, which is my fave, but I can't find it. Well, we found it, but now it's, like, $120 to buy it, (coughs) which, like, if it doesn't work, not useful to me. Exactly. But, yeah, I played some platformers and, like, started getting into adventure games. Mm -hmm. So, like, I love the Bugs Life game. Things where you can collect things and wander around the world, I'm into it always. So, like, okay, so, like, open world and collectible stuff. Yeah. So, from there, I kind of evolved into stuff like Jack and Daxter. And what else did I play? GTA. I started, I liked open world games a lot. Mm -hmm. So, once things like Skyrim came out, I was all about it. I was about to say, yeah, you always seem to like the GTAs and the like the things where you can just go around and do stuff. Yeah, where there's your... multiple options and you don't have to just follow a storyline. Once mm-hmm. I was introduced to that, I don't think I ever let go because that's kind of like, like what you I see, love it, which is so interesting to me because like as much as I love the ability to do my own, like go out and do my own thing. I was a like a platformer story person mm-hmm. through and through because like I would play Super Nintendo, uh, Super Mario. Or, like, Conker's Bad Fur Day, which were, like, were both very, like, story-based in the sense of, like, here's a story that we're gonna, you're gonna follow and do the thing. I only just very recently got into, like, GTA. Like, I was only really, I was, like, half into GTA in high school and middle school. Yeah. But then it wasn't until, like, GTA 5 came out where I was like, wow, this is fun. I, like, I enjoy doing all these different things. I was a Nintendo and a PlayStation kid. Like, I owned all the systems. Like, I I would save up my allowance for months to buy a PlayStation game or, a, or the PlayStation. Or, yeah. Like, I saved up my own year of allowance to buy mm-hmm. when the Xbox came out. I was a huge Ratchet & Clank fan. I was a huge Jack & Dexter fan. Yeah, like, I love those kind of games on, like, what is that? The... Boop, boop generation. The sixth generation? Sixth, yeah. The sixth generation of Yeah, those kind of games were... But, like, I love those because those were all story-driven and those all... And they were, like, just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, fun... Sh- um, fun shoot 'em up games. That's bad <laughs> to say. But, like, fun, like, light-hearted games that, like, kind of hung around. Just you did some... You'd, like, break some things, shoot some enemies, have a good time. Yeah. Maybe have a goofy thing. Like, that was what I was super into. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really until I started playing, like, Xbox Field a little bit more. I picked up uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Um, which Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is hands-down... 
one like top five favorite video games of all time mm-hmm. and that was really when it like i became like super into rpgs and like into choices and like a super narrative because just besides the idea of being coming your own jedi and like doing that was like awesome to me but just the cool idea of like making choices and those choices affect how people react to you right blew my mind when i was in high school well and you're still super into that because you love mass effect and oh yeah that has not and those do the same thing those have i was about to say that have not changed but i've also now like delved into like different ways of storytelling mm-hmm. but like now i'm just in the middle of playing playing through uh, last of us yeah. or replaying last of us and oh my god i love the stories i love like the story within that game is just absolutely beautiful and games like that are like uncharted or things like that that take like a cinematic view are also really cool to me yeah i actually really like cinematic games yeah like obviously i love uncharted and that was actually it's probably one of my favorite series games i believe it by far and i think that does come from the story base of the game rather than it just being like shoot things for no reason they're bad do well, it well that leads me to my next wonderful question oh, thanks yeah? for the transition You're um, welcome. of like why do we like video games like what <laughs> Like, what is it about video games that really, like, make me and you gravitate towards and other people gravitate towards it? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's the, uh, like, what I was just talking about with, like, storytelling and getting wrapped up in the personalities of, like, thinking about, a bio- of, like, older Bioware games where you get, you, like, fall in love with your characters. Not, like, well, sometimes in actual game, but, like, also <laughs> falling in love with, like, how these characters work. Like, in Mass Effect, you have this buddy named Garrus. Who is a who is an alien? But through over the course of the of the three games, he becomes one of your like best friends, and like just seeing that grow and that relationship happen is so cool to me. Or just wanting to tell a cool story, yeah, through video games, I'm in completely encapsulated in it. Well, I think it's also especially now that we're in such late generation of games to see something new and interesting come out that you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm is also really thrilling and i think that makes people want to play it more so like that happened to me with zero dawn horizon Mm -hmm. like i want to play it so bad and i don't have a playstation 4 and i'm literally almost to the point where i'm like i want to get a playstation 4 so i can play this game and uncharted 4 i mean that makes sense i mean that's most of the time like at this point for us it's like what are the games that you kind of look at that you see that you want to have? Mm-hmm. And then what is the system that goes with it? Like for yeah. me, it's always like anything that's good storytelling or anything that I like kind of dig. I'm always like, oh, I'm all for buying that version. Like before when I got the Xbox 360, there was a lot of really good RPGs. There was a lot of really cool things that were on there right. that I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. Yeah, And that's the thing with multiple generation consoles is that's how they get you sometimes now. Oh, yeah. Then you have, like, hardcore dedicated, like, PlayStation fans and Xbox fans. Because the series continues, like, for Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. It started in, what, sixth generation? And it's gone all the way through now. And they're still coming out with them. And they get, like, better looking and more... I don't know. I don't even know. It just looks so cool. I want to play the Egypt one so bad. But it's like... But, I mean, yeah. But... Well, like I was saying with um, with Zero Dawn Horizon, it has just added elements of things or mixes of things that I like and I know I like, Mm -hmm. and that makes me want to play it because it has the adventure thing, but it's also mixing with modern technology, 
which is always interesting. Like it starts playing with like the different themes of everything. Yeah. I really actually piggybacking on that if I can. I really liked the concept of like the video game genre kind of coming into its <laughs> own of like entertainment because for me effectively like video games are its own art form at this point mm-hmm. fight me haters i'll beat you every single time no, um is. but no like i i see it as like being able to with video games becoming more and more advanced like we were just talking about earlier with like pong and things like that like people are freaking the shit out um, back in the 70s about just two lines on a mm-hmm. screen going up and down and now we're dealing with like video games that deal with like post-apocalyptic ideas or the or like building relationships between building it's like real human relationships yeah, like real <laughs> human relationships or dealing with abstract concepts like death and things like that through yeah. like games like limbo or things like that that yeah. are like and it's just and really also like the the quick story choice things like the telltale games yes that like plays with your emotions in real time exactly. rather than because you two lines on the screen hit exactly because then you're like oh okay and and you can get that and you can see that emotional storytelling like why storytelling at least for me is really really cool because you can because then you just have effectively what will amount to and this is not me bashing on any gaming whatsoever but it amounts to basically a couple years of coding and pixels and a couple of written words on screen that will amount to you crying because your favorite character just died but to you that's real to you that's like a real thing Mm -hmm. that i like i can't get over how cool i think that is that we've gotten so far with this entertainment thing that you can it's almost like when you're watching it's almost exactly like watching a movie except it's an interactive role yep which which is almost more involved i mean it it is because you got them there well i was about to say that's the concept of like why uh the huge difference between like a video game and a movie is that in a movie you sit down and you're a passive like participant in the story where you right. just sit there and watch the thing happen in front of you whereas like the video games are you're you're participating in it and you're causing events to happen that mm-hmm. change and affect things and that's like you get these really cool emotional things like mass effect or dragon age or telltale games or like last of us that will just absolutely wreck your heart at certain moments because of or make you feel something yeah, yeah. but yeah no, like that's part of the reason why i really and like yes i I think the graphics do play into that, obviously, because, like, you can see emotion on faces yes, now. Yes, agreed. But I think it did really start to do that even back when it was things like just PlayStation 1 came out and N64 came out. There was an emotional connection then, but I think because of, A, production value, mm-hmm. and you're able to hire actual voice actors who don't sound like robot people. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> And you actually get, like, emotion on people's faces. Well, like, even going to talk on that, like, did you ever play Final Fantasy VII? No. There's a moment in Final Fantasy VII. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played Final Fantasy VII. It's, it's been me. Out. It's been out for <laughs> over 15 years. Get on your <laughs> shit. Um, but there is a moment where you get <laughs> one of your party members. Um, I'm going to butcher your name. Uh, I think it's Ariel or Athera or whatever. Um and she's been with you since the very beginning, and she's like, you, literally, she's just pixels on the screen. Yeah. But all of a sudden, then at one point, she just dies like that. Yeah. And it's considered one of the most heartbreaking moments in gaming history because it's just like, oh my god, this girl party member that I have in my game that just died. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what do I? But it's just some blocks on the screen. But like, yeah. <laughs> and some people are just looking and be like, oh, it's some blocks on the screen. But then you've now, but for a lot of people who look on the outside, they don't realize that you have now like. You spend hours with yes. this. You spend person. hours with this thing and have an emotional attachment with them. 
it's like actually i was about to say it's literally like any i really just don't want to spoil any games it's really hard yeah it is um but there's so many moments where you can talk about like how if you lose a member or even if like the idea of invoking emotion when it's like oh i died or like oh ganon has taken over the castle in legend of zelda Mm -hmm. in any of them oh no there's that there's that sense of dread or that emotion right that connects you that i think is really really cool yeah going off of the graphics thing i have a story to tell you i when i was home the other week Mm. And I was visiting with my dad. He was showing me a video because he's like super into cars. And he was showing me a video of a car. And I, and I was watching it and I was like, yeah. this is a video game. But he can't tell because he has never, I don't think he's ever played a video game in his life. And he has no idea how advanced they are now. That he literally can't tell the difference between reality and this generation of video games. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. The more and more we advance, we get the more creepily close it gets. Oh, yeah. Because technology... Well, now with VR, too. Oh, yeah, because then I was about to say, but that will also lead to the idea of, like... Now, actually, I'm going to piggyback off of that again. Go Um, for it. Another reason why I know people, and, like, I partially do it, I know the reason why a lot of people like video games is this idea of escapism. Yeah. And escaping into another world, which is when you get into, like... um, Which is why, like, big MMOs or multiplayer games are huge yeah because like i know for a fact uh, and there's way too many horror stories but there's so many there's so many better good stories um of people who don't have a good life who have like a hard upbringing and then they go into a video game and they're the hero right or they're the person that saves the day yeah or that they cannot be what they are uh, mm-hmm. in the real world and like that's where you get games that are like world of warcraft where you can if you have like a if you're having a rough day or if yeah. you're having a rough life you can just be like oh well everything's okay in my world of warcraft world right. so i'm just gonna go hang and out you there. build your character from scratch so exactly. you can be whoever you want to be so it's like that idea of like escaping from reality into this new world and kind of doing that which is like kind of weird in some ways because yeah. well the I, I say weird because there are some games that play on that like right. have you ever heard of like i think it's like life 2 or like the game of life it's yes it's basically a, a, a human simulator where yeah. you where you create your own avatar and mm-hmm. you just go about just like yeah. hanging out well, with it's people. like the sims yes like for me i will create a sims family or character i can play the sims for like eight hours straight and not realize that i do it and it's so crazy because all you're doing is just doing what you would normally do in a day yeah exactly which but is with like fake little tiny people on a screen which sounds so stupid when you're not playing it and you're not the person doing it mm-hmm. but it gets so into your head that you just need to keep playing and you're like oh my god this person's gonna be late for work i have to send them there and like do all this stuff around the house while they're gone build like build this house and buy the furniture and i'm like but it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't, like, amount to anything in, like, real life. Yeah, because all that will happen in The Sims is, like, maybe you can get more money and, like, build a bigger house. Yeah. But but, it's very- but there's also cheat codes that let you do that anyway. Yeah. Which, like, obviously I use because why would you not want all the money to begin with? No, I agree. <laughs> but, like, but then, because but, I was about to say, some people enjoy the idea of, like, living yeah. out that virtual life, which is interesting in a concept to see how that kind of works. Yeah. Some of the console versions actually don't let you use cheat codes, and you have to actually build yourself up. Good. Which is... Cheaters a, never prosper. <laughs> which is, like, actually more of a game in that sense, whereas if you just play it on the PC, it's just a simulator. No, no. But um, but another like another interesting thing like 
because we love i know that both of us really like enjoy story moments and storytelling and mm-hmm. all that. there's a whole other aspect of like why games like skyrim and games like grand theft auto are like huge and like you were talking about earlier another aspect is talking about how people just live not live but have their own choice to do whatever they want in whatever way shape or form yeah and just kind of adventure or do whatever a different like idea and very interesting because then that kind of feeds into the idea of escapism Mm -hmm. because it's like oh i'm gonna go play skyrim where i'm gonna be my fantasy character and everything and i'm the superhero of that yeah or i'm gonna go play gta where i can i'm a gangster and i can do whatever i want or like there are no real real repercussions of things that you do Uh which is cool to an extent don't reenact things that you play in video games it's bad for you but like we all know that that's not actually a real thing that happens. Yeah, um, we could get into that. Uh, I feel like that's a very volatile subject right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, especially right now. But like talking about the idea of like doing whatever you want mm-hmm. or having the ability to do whatever you want is is like is a super big draw for a lot of people. Yeah. And then even now, it's just the idea of like just turning off your brain and just doing something like yeah. playing like Call of Duties or playing. <coughs> like well, that's a big thing I think with like puzzle games, especially. Yes. And like so mobile games have kind of yeah, like games pushed like, that a lot. Like um, Candy Crush or Bejeweled or things like that or Farmville even where it's just repetitive stuff and just basically turning off your brain. Well, I was about to say, yeah, because a lot of people, because I know that like I use video games to just calm down or like decompress after a very long right. day of work, which is basically like I go home, I'll turn on like, and I, I'll turn on the Xbox and I'll play like. Uh, Gears of War or like Evolve or things like that mm-hmm. and which are just like sh- plain shooter games with very basic kind of ideas of like get from point A to point B yeah. kill the enemy or get, um, hunt the monster mm-hmm. and it's like you can just click off your brain and just go right or like if you play games like Call of Duty where it's just like enter in a match and you're just like shoot the other people get the most points yeah and that just like a way to mm-hmm. people use it as like a coping just like not coping is coping the right word it could be but like Way to, like, kind of just, like, decompress and just cool off after a long day. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, like, esports and, like, over-competitive people. Yeah. Like, esports is, like, huge. Yeah, I've never understood esports. Why not? I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's effectively the same concept as any other sport. No, I know. But I, ju- I literally don't understand the concept of playing a a fake sport in a video game rather than but like going pe- outside and playing the sport. Oh, no, no. I'm not talking about, like, eSport as in, like, playing, like, Madden. I'm talking about, like, Please. playing, like, Overwatch. Oh, like that, okay. Like, that's now, that's now, like, I or, like, I'm, I'm behind the times, everybody. No, it's okay. But it's, like, playing Overwatch or playing Call of Duty games where you can make teams and fight each other. Okay, like, yeah. And because there's some people, like, there is, um, there was a huge League of Legends. Yeah, um, that was a thing. That is still a nah, thing. That's still a thing. Um, League of Legends competition or finals, I believe, in Boston two month, two or three months ago. Yeah. And the whole place was just packed with people. And th- I checked it. I was um, when I was at work. I looked it up. And like the winning people can make make like bank. Oh yeah. Out of it. But it's like interesting to me that now like the video game entertainment concept of the entertainment business mm-hmm. of video games has now branched out into so many different <coughs> things. And that's actually interesting, the competitive one, because a lot of the arcade games actually came from Japan wanting to put out games but they couldn't be considered gambling. So instead of giving people like coins back mm-hmm. And it'd be considered gambling. That's where the trophies came in. And now I feel like it's kind of going back to 
not necessarily gambling, but you're getting money for being competitive within a video game well, yeah, in some but cases. Like, but that's also like competition. Where no, I know. That, so technically, it's still the trophy system. Yeah, because it's the idea of like, here you go, proud of you, here's the thing. Because, right. I mean, that always happens with any type of like professional sport at this point. Yeah. The gambling part of it that you brought up is yeah. more of like what is the new fad of like microtransactions. Yeah. Which, for those of you that don't know what Michael tra- m- Michael? microtransactions <laughs> are, is that they are you basically can make in purchases um, games you can make purchases with real money in game and a lot of mobile games do this and a lot of yeah. unfortunately a lot of console games do it now and you know you're getting a box but you don't know what's in well, the well that's box. like a loot box yeah. or you can do like you know when you like Farmville where you're like two dollars to get to speed up this thing right. or like things like yep. that so basically you pay real money to like advance quicker in right. levels or to get items or get yep. new items and like. <clears throat> I understand the idea of, like, using that as, like, an extra source of income for, like, cosmetic or optional things. What I'm not a fan of is, like, people using it for... To, like, actually level their character up. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I'm right. not a fan of that in any way, shape, or form. Because then it's just not fair anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because then... Because like, people who are playing it for fun aren't gonna just spend, like, $2,000 to mm-hmm. jack up their character to the biggest exactly. level. But Some people are so serious about it, they have to. But not even, though, like, people have... Or, or they just have money, and they're yeah, like, exactly. whatever. Like, there's um, there's a bonkers story about EA with Mike Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3 had their new had introduced a multiplayer system, which, like, was fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, the main attraction of the game, because the game, because the Mass Effect series is solely based, most of the part, um, mostly <coughs> single player and deals with that. But they had multiplayer where you can buy um, new weapons, you can upgrade abilities or things like that quicker. One guy, they made... $1,000 off of one guy for based off a of microtransaction. And that's just one guy. So it concerns me when I hear about that kind of stuff because it's like, oh God, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think, we, I think we're I think we in good hands because the kickback that was the backlash that was from Star Wars Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2 was good because for those of you who don't know what happened with Star Wars Battlefront 2, basically Star Wars Battlefront 2 did a very similar system where you enter, where you would play online and you would have to get special abilities or to get upgrades you'd have to to buy what we call loot crates or like special boxes where you would where you could either where you'd get like upgrades or a better gun or a surprise care or like a hero character yep. and the two ways you could do this is a doing a lot playing a lot of games and getting a lot of points that you can then spend on buying loot boxes or you can purchase like $10 worth of loot boxes with real money with real money and the problem with that is that a lot of people there was a effectively there was like a paywall where it's like people who were just wanting to come and play were getting creamed by people who are paying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and of dollars and they couldn't even get the points to yeah, get exactly. boxes yeah so then and also like the idea of like did you know that in order to get Darth Vader you need to get like I think it's like 6,000 star points I mm-hmm. think were the actual points and in order to make that, someone did the equation of like it would take forty hours for three weeks, like forty hours a week for three weeks to get those oh amount my of points. God. Yeah, which is everyone's it's like, like a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like people don't want to do that in their games. Right, and so. that's just for one character. Exactly, and so it's that concept of like people. Or you could spend like twenty bucks, see what happens. Yeah, you might get Darth Vader on but your like, first try. That's dumb. <laughs> but like for for a lot of people, like uh, people don't like that, and yeah. I agree with that, but. Um, but that's like a fad that's happening right now that is not that's I think is no bueno and I really don't like what they're doing. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but I really enjoy. I otherwise I really enjoy video games. 
I like the I I get the concept of just like wanting to just play video games as a competitive sport because mm-hmm. that's really cool to me because I feel like there's a new that's like a whole new thing that's kind of popping up yeah which I did especially for people who like really don't like sports but are still competitive mm-hmm. I think that is a good outlet oh I agree with especially you 100%. Be- especially because a lot of it does still have team building and positive things that yeah. can go along with it oh yeah and then so it's like it's not bad no it's well yeah the what's bad is either like the players themselves right. when you can have like a toxic community where yes. people are just like calling each other which shit you heads. can and i'm a girl and i don't online game because no um <laughs> uh or you can, yeah you can have like really bad communities that either are hate on certain groups or hate on certain people for the way that they are or how they look or things like that, which yep. never good. But we can see why people, not that reason in particular, but why people will enjoy video games of like playing with escapism or playing with just decompressing or competitiveness mm-hmm. or storytelling. But one of the things I want to touch on is like uh, games as an art form. <coughs> Ooh, tell me everything. I really enjoy games, what games have now started to become because now that we've gotten, I feel like, every generation has kind of like upgraded to like or matured into like better things and oh better yeah. and better things because it's like at the very beginning we had pong which was the basic principles of a video game where you're interacting with you're virtually interacting with, with something a thing on, on a screen yeah yes and then as we're getting higher and higher we start to like w- those pixels start to create people mm-hmm. and then we start to learn about stories about those people and then from that we get to know and as like more money is getting brought in, we can talk about what their actual stories are, who they are, what are these interactions and things like that. Oh, yeah. And then once we get into like storytelling, you get to open up the idea of like playing with different ideas and different themes and different and different questions and answering different things of like what is love, what is relationship, what is sadness, what is death, things like that. There's a new game. Not a new game. There's a game that really like kind of tuned my brain into it, which um, have you ever played the game Journey? Journey is ah, uh, it's a PlayStation. It's a PlayStation Three game, uh, and it effectively there is no words. It's just a soundtrack, and you follow this character from like this little tiny being. There's no real way to describe uh-huh. it, but you follow this being, and you're controlling that being as they kind of progress yeah. through their life, mm-hmm. as they grow, as you collect scrolls and go through these really cool things. Basically, it's like a platformer. Okay, and you go through these challenges, but you're getting this sense of like accomplishment and get the sense of that you're moving on with something and that you're doing something, you're learning something and yeah. doing stuff. And then you meet another character that just gets dropped into your game. It has this really cool effect where it, like characters drop in and out yeah. once you hit certain points. And you two as a team interact and work together mm-hmm. to get past certain things. And then that person goes away. And then you interact with another person, that person goes away. And it's like real life. You get to like this beautiful moment where after and as you're learning and getting these scrolls and achieving yeah. these challenges your coattail mm-hmm. or like this thing that's on the back yeah. um, just gets longer and longer and longer and it kind of gives like this like celebration of life yeah. it kind of shows you as like you're growing and there's a beautiful moment at the very end where you're ascending up into what seems to be the heavens mm-hmm. and you come up to feels like you're at the purling gates yeah and it's like this accomplishment of life yeah and like achieving and you feel like you've achieved something mm-hmm. And that, at the end of the day, when, like, there was an interview with a, um, with the creator that he's like, it's all about the journey. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why we named it Journey. And right. you're like, oh, my God. Like, it blew yeah. my brain. Well, it's so, it's so nice that even simple games like that can give you such big emotional responses. Whereas there's Absolutely. other games that are a little bit more, I guess, 
not developed necessarily, but like better graphics. So like you're an actual person. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, have you played Brothers? Like the two brothers, like where you play <laughs> just the two brothers. It's it's just <laughs> two brothers. It's yes, brothers. Where the moon <laughs> it comes crashing down. No, I'm stop. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but you mean the game where you where, play the where two you're first of all, it's really cool. At like actually playing it game because mechanic. That's it. That's the word. Now you're good. Yeah, the game mechanic because. On the controller, the controller becomes two-sided, and you have to control both people mm-hmm. with one controller instead of having multiplayer, which is something to get used to, first of all. But then you get used to that, and then in the end, you lose one of them, and you have to use the whole controller as one, and it's just like, it's like painful. At the very beginning? Hmm? At the very beginning, when you're trying to like learn how to play two characters with the no, same. No, like at the end, it's like emotionally painful when you finally get to use the whole controller as one person. Oh no! Yeah. No. Because you've been doing this whole thing That's where like terrible. your whole brain is almost like a dual personality playing yeah. this game, and each one has a personality and can do different things. But then you end up losing one of them, but they like gain some of the abilities back. So you have the whole controller now, but you're like, but I lost. But you feel like I lost missing. a half. Yes. That's, but like games like that, like are just so awesome to me. Like there is a game. Um, it's the, it's the spiritual <laughs> prequel to Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ico. Yeah. Um, where effectively you are a man, you are a little tiny boy with like a horn helmet and you find this beautiful woman in this temple surrounded by demons. Mm. And you effectively have to hold her hand and guide her out of the way. Yeah. And it has, I think it has like five words in the entire goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. A goddamn game. And it's, you learn about relationships the entire, like you tend to build, it's like what we were talking about earlier. You build this relationship mm-hmm. between your games and you're like, that just affected me in an emotional way. Only through physical and visual aspects instead of like listening or hearing or doing or reading anything like it blows my mind that those kind of games exist and that is and those moments and you see you play those sort of games that kind of express certain views or express certain ideas Mm -hmm. in a very tasteful sort of way in a very like in a very different way than like what people are used to of just like i've run around and do x y and z in the video game and you're like oh okay cool yeah i think now not even necessarily the newest generation but in the past couple it's definitely developed into not only just like like you said fun shoot 'em up games or platformers it has become a real art form and yeah. a real storytelling platform where you can not just shoot things and or jump on the thing or move jump the on thing. the thing and run around on the thing mm-hmm. but now it's actually you get emotionally invested, even if there's no words or the character is something you wouldn't think you relate to at all. Mm-hmm. But suddenly it's your heart's broken. In I the know, end. right? It's like, oh. <laughs> like, like I haven't even finished Unravel, but I know I'm just, I'm going to hurt. So I get like, sad uh, when he gets unraveled. It's true. It's going to happen you, in the end. Say, for those of you who don't know, Unravels this, um, I believe it's a couple years old now, yeah. but you effectively play this ball of yarn. Yeah, you're a little yarn man. You're so cute. And as as you travel through the world, you lose yarn, so you have to be really careful, and it's like a puzzle game. So you have to jump on stuff and like dive under things. <laughs> and, and as you go through, you have to do it the right way so you can get to the next ball of yarn. 
and you collect stuff as you go, but mm-hmm. it's really cute. And yeah, there's also right. some weird, deep emotional thing happening underneath that I'm not sure about yet. Okay, yeah. With I, the pictures. I, won't, I won't talk to you about that yet. Because yeah. then as you're going, you're collecting photos. Right. And you're collecting um, what looks like memories. Yeah, I think um, they're memories, the little balls that glow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but like, those kind of, like, I really dig that idea of, like, conveying certain ideas and certain emotions through mm-hmm. video games. And video games having a point besides just, like, interactive button mashing, like, yeah. fighting games or, like, those kind of things. It's not all Super Smash Bros. anymore. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I respect the people who still, like, the people who still make those games because... Oh, yeah, because it's still fun. Oh, exactly. And, like, there's the different of forms of entertainment yeah. within video games Which now. is why, like, when people, like, there's always a big conversation around video games, in my opinion, that at least that I hear that like is video games a art form or is entertainment or things mm-hmm. like that. It's both. Some, it's like movies. Well, yeah, exactly. But some people don't see that as it because yeah. some people are still in the idea of like you're Mario, you jump. But I but like, I think that's people who don't, who haven't played those games think that way. Oh, I agree with you one hundred percent. Because just, if you don't play them, you're gonna think everything is like oh I just jump on the thing. Mm-hmm, exactly. But like. It's really not anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's so many interesting ways that video games have evolved Yeah, that are super intriguing to me. Like, if you look at just, if we focus specifically on writing, mm-hmm. like, oh, writing, yeah. like, writing a video game has gotten so crazy amazing because you can well, go Well, now it's almost to the level of, like, writing, like, novels. Like, all the stuff in Skyrim, every single book in Skyrim is a book. No, I know. Or, like, talking about, like, any RPG, any most well-done RPG games are, like, so well-written. Oh, yeah. Because it's the idea of, like, how much information goes into it. And it's effectively, like, you're reading a book. Yeah. Or if you're playing, like, um, Especially Uncharted. Especially character-driven stuff. Yes. Or, like, if you're doing, um, like, an Uncharted game that mm-hmm. is effectively an Indiana Jones. It's a jo- movie. It's an updated <laughs> Indiana Jones movie, and everyone loves it because it's, you're just on this amazing adventure. Yeah. So I want to play Uncharted after this, just so you know. That's okay. I still need to finish Last of Us. Sweet. So sure. You can finish. I'm pretty sure I can finish Last of Us like by the end of tonight. Yeah, sweet. So I'll cool. do something else while you do that. That's okay. I love you. I love you too. Awesome. Cool. Good talk. So, would you like to keep talking? What were we talking about before? Uh, uh, video games are an art form, and they're pretty and nice. Do we want to go back and listen to the tape real quick? I don't care. Oh, okay. Cool. But no, I. <laughs> But no, I see video games very much as an art form, as something that we can see and that will be growing into these really cool and different ideas because we can see more video games have progressed more and more seeing it in this different light in these different ways of... I hope so. I hope so too because there's really cool there's really cool ways to kind of see how people are portraying it in these days where mm-hmm. like someone makes a video game not because they want to show like the cool new tech but they want to like convey this cool story that they have but well yeah i think now it's like some people would rather make a video game than write a book yeah exactly and that's fine now which mm-hmm. is great it's like its own form of storytelling which i think is so cool anything else you want to chat about with video games mm, what are you looking forward to like new video games new yeah. releases um, or or not or old ones you would like to play um well or both. Right now, I'm like, well, right now, I'm like, since I'm replaying Last of Us, one, uh, Last of Us right now, I'm looking wicked forward to Last of Us 2. Fair enough. Um, which is super exciting for me because I just, I love storytelling, but. Um, Couldn't tell. On top of that, I'm really excited for Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes, it's going to be um, awesome. I'm like super stoked for that because that's a game that, <coughs> that's a game that me and my friends from back in high school used to play all the time mm-hmm. that was like one of our main things which 
So I'm really excited to get back onto that. I just started dabbling in Monster Hunter World, which my good friend Jonathan says he's going to buy when he gets a new when he gets his Xbox. Yeah. So I'm really excited to kind of venture and do monster hunt monsters. That's kind of where I am at the moment with video games. Are you excited or are you excited to play anything new or old? Um I want to experience, I wouldn't say play. That new game with Norman Reedus and Gabriel Del Toro. What's that called? Oh, Death Strand? I think it's Death Strand. I need to know what's happening. Oh, Because that trailer is ridiculous. Did you see the one about the baby being pregnant inside Norman Reedus? Yes. Yeah. And I just don't know what's happening. Well, it's a Hideo Kojima uh, game, which is like... I know. He's the one who did all the Silent Hills, so like everything's going to be fucked up in all sorts of kind of ways. I know. Which makes me think I probably can't play it by myself. (laughs) Okay. I'll clear out those days. <laughs> Great. Thanks, man. Um, I still want to play Uncharted 4. Okay. Really we'll, we'll get there. We'll I get know. There. There's, there's, there's just a lot of stuff on like PS4 that I feel like I'm missing out on. So next step in India's gaming life is buying a PS4. <sighs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Eventually, yeah, one day. Right. Christmas is next week, right? Yeah, totally. Perfect. Half Christmas. Half. Is it really half Christmas already? Uh, I don't know. No, it's February. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know when I am. So it's where I are. am. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Happens. But yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps up what I want to chat with. Because we, um, we... Yeah. Because I would love to at some point get in and talk more about the nitty gritty of like the industry side of video games. Yeah. Um, But we can definitely do that in another... That can be a whole episode. I was about to say, that's a whole episode unto itself because... I, like, I was reading those Wikipedia articles, I'll tell you what. Oof, oof. It's pages. I know. It's crazy. Imagine if you like actually do like in-depth research. It's I know. Crazy. crazy. And you're into it. Oh, yeah. Like I'm super into it. Um, well, we'll get to that. And I would love to talk more about like specific games sometimes, too. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Like especially big stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, for the record, like a lot of the topics that we've already covered, we might like revisit or do specific aspects of them because yeah. we just enjoy. We're still trying to figure out how this goes, <laughs> as you can tell. But, like, I would love to do, like, a Skyrim episode. I'd be intrigued to talk about Skyrim. Where we talk about, like, what characters we like to play, what side we choose, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Kind of like the breakdown of that thing. Yeah. Be the beginning of a whole new whole thing. Whole new world. But cool. Awesome. Friendly reminder to everybody. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, the Twitters. Interact with us on all the social medias. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash MyNerdyNeighbors or find us at MyNerdyNeighbor.com. We got a t-shirt on MyNerdyNeighbors.com. Sorry, MyNerdyNeighbors.com. We also have the Mm t-shirts up. Teespring. They are on Teespring. They're connected on all of our social media. I believe there's a post on a bunch of that stuff. There should be a post on a bunch of that. All of our social media can be found at MyNerdyNeighbors. Yep. And uh, you should subscribe and write us some reviews on iTunes. Awesome. If you're feeling into it, because I think you're feeling into it. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Take care. And remember, don't forget to be nerdy. Yeah. Bye.